Hi, David. Jack, you're back. Yeah, uh, it's uh, 380 Charlie here, and uh, we're uh, in we're in a place, that, all kidding aside, a place that I know is very, very special to you, and I'm even aware of how special this place is. We're in Paradise City here at uh, Sun and Fun 2015. Yeah, this is a birthplace of my career, basically. We used to just call it the ultralight area, and, and when they designate, designated it Paradise City, I thought, boy, that's just perfect. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's still ultralights, but now it's also ultralights and LSAs, and uh, between the two of them, uh, kind of thriving these days, it's a, it's a very vibrant place. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, it's uh, been really, it's been really uh, a good vibe here this year. I mean, Paradise City had... Uh, had some uh, lean days, we say, in the in the past several years, but this is certainly not one of them. They got the Llama LSA Mall uh, right next to it in Paradise City, with a lot of the uh, ultralights and LSA dealers here, and a nice runway, usable, comfortable, wide, safe, smooth, and usually they're flying. But the air show started early today, so. It's yeah. quiet here right now. Yeah, I think people probably hear in the background uh, uh, one of the early, maybe the first uh, acro so act of the day. Yeah, right. Uh, also with us is uh, James Winbrand. Hi, James. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jack. Great to be here. Great to be with you guys. Uh, wow, what a show. Yeah, well, it is a great show. What, how, what's been notable for you this week so far? Well, you know, I've been running around kind of going from here to there i've been seeing some of the new oem offerings just was up with uh talking to randy schlitter because we flew yesterday in the new rand's courier which is a beautiful aircraft courier or the raven the courier he's updated now this year the courier yes the s7s so some some nice enhancements to that a great flying airplane and we went up last night just after the air show ended spectacular Mm -hmm. yeah so uh um you, you were heading off afterwards to uh, check out something. Is something you can talk about? or uh, Yes, I can talk about it. Uh, it is not directly related to what I'm doing right here, but this is at Draken. This is a, a, a training facility for military pilots where their staff of former military pilots and their jets that they have, their of, of, uh, jet fighters, will go out and train them for maneuvers, train these, these pilots to meet whatever threats they're going to face in the air, dogfight, all that. So it's sort of like a private top gun school in a way. Uh, and I'm doing this, I'm doing some work for Flying Magazine, actually. They're doing some uh, web content. And this is the second in a series of profiles of careers they're doing in association with Embry-Riddle University. So I'm looking forward to finding out what it is a day in the life of these instructors because the idea is to show people all the many career options you have in aviation yeah there's a lot of that going here they're they're very very education oriented here at sun and fun and uh they are and they wish they had more money this morning in the briefing robert knight and john uh lee hoots lean hoots uh mentioned they're getting together yesterday they got together with with uh miss mark baker and Jack Pelton to see what they can do about getting the fees removed for charging controllers because they're paying 250000 They said we could, our program could turn out 10, 20 pilots, excuse me, for that 250000 And EAA is spending close to half a million. And Robert said, well, maybe we should just shut down all these air shows for a year because we buy so much fuel. We're paying more in taxes into the federal government. Now they're charging us that. 
they would lose out on the deal if we shut down. Now, I hope it doesn't come to that, but it kind of puts into perspective what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. David, this is, uh, we were talking about the history of this place or your history here in this area. Uh, we've got some examples of history right near us here. This is a very cool airplane right here. Describe, tell us what this is. Well, this is John Moody's Easy Riser with uh, uh, actually bigger than what he originally started with engine on it. Uh, John Moody is uh, con- considered by many, myself included, to be the father of ultralight aviation because what he did was put a functioning, usable motor on a foot-launched hang glider and proceeded to launch from level ground in a, in, in a wing set that's not that far removed from what the Wright brothers flew, uh, you know, 110, 12, 13 years ago. Uh, John still flies at the, the original, I believe, is in a museum at Oshkosh. Next to that is John's uh, American Eagle, which was another hang glider-based uh, ultralight. And around the corner from that is yeah, CGS Aviation's very first CGS Hawk, which in 1982, when it debuted here in the ultralight area. And you have a very personal relationship with that aircraft. Oh, very much, very much. Uh, truth be told, up to the point when I flew the Hawk, everything, all the ultralights I'd flown had been either weight shift or some unconventional three-axis control, some of them just two-axis control system. The Hawk was my very first straight up and down airplane standard stick and rudder airplane. And to fly it here with this audience, you know, you kind of like, okay, don't mess up. <laughs> but... Uh, Airplane flew beautifully and wound up winning the uh, best new ultralight design that year in 1982. And it's been in the uh, Sun and Fun Museum for years now. It's out on display, and then I understand from Dan Johnson that it's going to be restored. Oh, I was going to ask you whether it's airworthy. So it's probably not airworthy right now? Uh, Definitely not airworthy right now. No, I was looking at it yesterday before DJ told me it was uh, 000 serial number. That, boy, I know they didn't fly that in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So that would be a Chuck Lasargic design? That's right. Chuck Lasargic of CGS Aviation. CGS being the in- initials for his uh, first company that made parts for hang gliders called uh, Chuck's Glider Supplies. There you go. James, I think a long-time listeners will know that you're a little bit of the globetrotting aviation journalist. Um, you just got back from uh, from a- Asia? A- yes, yeah. from uh, Shanghai, A-Base, the uh, trade show, the business aviation trade show. They've This was the fourth year that NBAA has co-sponsored it. Uh, obviously, some challenges there in China. You know, the government has a large... Uh, austerity campaign and an anti-corruption campaign. Now, as they are quick to point out there, it's not that people flying business jets are corrupt, but there is this grand reticence to kind of put the nose of the government in the face that, hey, I've got a new business jet, because probably anybody who can afford one there is doing some good business with the government. Long term, the government supports aviation. They are moving forward with trying to open up the airspace. There's a lot of support for what aviation can mean for China and the future, so there is still commitment to that, but it's a little bit slow right now there. Well, they, the the China Chinese economy, which was running at about three times the growth weight of much of the world, 
it's finally started to cool off significantly. And as many government officials are want to do, the first instinct is to slow down everything, which takes investment money out of infrastructure and business. And so their commitment to inv investing in aviation infrastructure has slowed down as well. Uh, they were looking at 100 airports a year for the last five or six years and planning uh, more than that in the next five years. But now they've dialed it back to, uh, I think I heard, 75 or something like that. You will hear some numbers that they now have a plan 1,500 in the next 10 years. So we really don't know. That's, that's what they were talking about before the brakes came on. It would be smart if they stuck with that, provide a lot of people with a lot of jobs. And as anybody in aviation knows, uh, two miles of concrete at some high elevation airport is a lot cheaper than hundreds of miles of road to get there. Yeah. James, is, is A-Base primarily a business aviation show? Totally. It is the aviation business or the Asian business aviation Conference, conference and exposition, I believe, or exhibition. It's hard to keep these things. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, what's it like as a show experience? I mean, is it just this big, serious business and everybody wears jackets and ties? Or uh, how does it compare to like a, a sun and fun or, or an air adventure? Uh, these shows, eBase, which is going to be in Geneva next month, it's an annual A-Base, NBAA, vastly different. You People love aviation, but they are definitely dressed differently. The corporate speak is flowing the numbers are much bigger when they're talking about the costs, uh, it, and you're not out just tire kicking. People are holding meetings. But is it is it basically the same thing? Is it like instead of showing off and people kicking the tires of like Sonexes and and you know uh, uh, Cirruses, they're kicking the tires of Boeing's and Airbuses? Yes, everybody is aware of how cool it is to be there, and like. My gosh, this could have been a plumbing trade show if I was in another industry, but this is the coolest industry to be in. So everybody is quite cognizant. And, and as I say, they all love aviation. They're not in it because they think there's big dollars. There must be some of those, but we know there's not big dollars even at that level. Well, no, there's no. some similarities to these shows that we're familiar with, Sun and Fun and Oshkosh, in that the professional participants in business aviation spend time in workshops and conferences and learning opportunities, uh, operational stuff for specific aircraft. And the contrast with it's not the same as any of these shows is there's no air show every afternoon. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. No, no 737 Acro there, huh? No, but they have had uh, with, the, with the HAI, the Helicopter Association International show, they have started doing some minimal at some of the shows, some minimal demos of aircraft that they've gotten waivers to put them out in the parking lot and run sort of temporary oh, towers okay. there. Because I was going to ask you, it, does it take place at a convention center or at an airport? Typically at a convention center, but they have at the airport, there will be an associated airport where they have the stag displays. Uh, at Orlando, it's going to be Orlando Executive. In Las Vegas, it's going to be out at Henderson. But if you want to go to HAI and see a lot of helicopter activity wangle your way onto the back side of the convention center and watch all the helicopters fly in to go on the exhibit floor. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool? Why, what makes that it cool? two days' worth of that stuff. Just a lot of them, and one after another after another? Is that what well, you're saying? Not right after another after another, but through an eight-hour day, there'll be 
50 or 60. Let me ask, where else are you going to see an Ericsson sky crane come down and land? Well, Oshkosh, <laughs> I think. Didn't we see it? Oh, yes, we did. Right. You're right. Yeah. No difference. Yeah, yeah, we, okay, yeah. <laughs> we even saw it do the water dump at Oshkosh, and you don't see that. <laughs> Uh, what else going on this week? So it's uh, what day is today? Anyways, it's Friday. Friday we still Friday. today and two more days uh, here at Sun and Fun 2015. Um, you're leaving on Saturday, but yes. uh, what else are you up to? Before well, the week is uh, this afternoon after Drake and going to uh, Lakeland South Airport, where I'm going to see the new Cub Crafters EX2, okay. and then 6 a.m. tomorrow, uh, the new Partenavia. P-68C retract. I'm going to fly that and see how that goes. Uh, that's for plane and pilot, who I'm working for here this week in Maine. And looking forward to that. It's just been a great show and just trying to see some of it between these appointments I have to do and tell myself, no, I, it's not like you're doing the same thing at NBA except you're not wearing a suit and tie. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, how's the Mooney doing? The Mooney is doing fine. I told you that they did find some metal in yeah. the uh, when changing the oil, so you seem to be taking this very well. Well, at first I wasn't because you hear that, and then the mechanic opens and say, "Oh, you've got metal. You need to do either think about right now doing an overhaul or a teardown." And then hearing from other A and P's who say, "No, this is this is what oil analysis is all about. Those are very fine grains that were found. We need to monitor that." I'm going to change the oil every 25 hours and do the oil analysis, see what the trend calls for. So clearly, I'm not happy about it, but uh, hey, we're airplane owners. These things happen. Other than that, she's running beautifully. I did get new engine mounts put on. I have a little bit of other work, but it's great. And then I saw my potential ADS-B out solution now that Aperio is now going to be offering an out solution transponder replacement. Just saw it this morning. Looks very cool. You, you'll- Where are they? They're in, I believe, Hangar C. Okay. Have you looked at the new Moonies? Do you, are, you, are you a Mooney person because you love your particular airplane, or Moonies in general excite you? Uh, Moonies, I just think they're wonderful planes. I did go and look at the M10 mock-ups and had a chance to talk to Dr. Chen at some point about it, and Anthony Parker, who's one of their engineers, and talk about not only that aircraft, but what they're doing with the company. So I'm very excited. They're very excited. If you don't know the Mooney M10 that they're introducing here, showing a mock-up of, it's sort of, instead of moving up, they're moving down. They're putting diesel engines in it. They'll have two models. They'll have the T, the trainer, and the J, an homage to the famous M20J201 for a sport aircraft with... uh, with the Continental CD-155 in the J model, they'll do 160 knots, burning five to six gallons per hour. Not so bad. Two place. Yeah. Very cool. It, did, it looked cool. We saw it. David, you and I were there yesterday, uh, a couple yeah. days back, and we, you were crawling over it a little bit. What did you think of it? Uh, I think it looks gorgeous. It kind of maintains a lot of the Mooney tradition in the, in, in the layout and the shape of the tail. Uh, the shape of the tail, but it's no longer a metal airplane, right? Composite aircraft, which is very interesting. Yeah. Which not only is a materials issue, but it gives it different. Li- it gives them the ability to give it different lines, which it surely has. It, in, except for the tail, you might not know it was a <laughs> right, Mooney, right? Right, very much so. Yeah. I'll be intrigued to see if they stick with the one-piece wing that's been a hallmark of Moonies for years. It is one of the strongest wings ever put on a GA aircraft. Mm-hmm. So because of the full spar carry through that goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, James. I'm glad we had a chance to catch up with you. And uh, um, you, 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 uh, you know, 
It's it's a busy week is the problem. Yeah, is yeah. we're all racing around and it's a big grounds and and we have to kind of go out of our way sometimes to catch up with each other. Well, but so uh, thank you for coming to Paradise City, where I happen to be. Oh, it was a real sacrifice on our part to come up to Paradise City. <laughs> yeah, so the, toll, the tolls just killed us. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, well, good luck on the rest of the week thank and you, very uh, much to you guys and, too. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully run into each other before it's all over. Before here. we're done here, but uh, and, and certainly we'll see you up the road in a couple months. That's right. And, looking uh, forward to that. Yeah. Eighty-six days. The sign says at the I know. EAA. Too. Yeah, they have, okay. they, they've repurposed the uh, one week wonder countdown clock, and it <laughs> now is a uh, uh, countdown to Oshkosh. Osh 15 countdown clock. Great. And so, anyways, thank you, James. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime, guys. Uh, so, David, any final words here for today? For today? For the whole week. But uh, if you're within the sound of our voice and you haven't been here yet, you're missing out. Yeah, it's the weather is beautiful i i had to step away for a little while and so i missed it rained yesterday right uh in the morning we got two really good waves of yeah. uh, boomers that came through yeah so and uh, then it moved out and today is no just dust and it got humid as all get out for i bet a while. i bet it is a little humid um it's it's nicely warm it's very very comfortably warm and the sky is beautiful i just it's think these clouds screen weather yeah sunscreen weather the clouds are beautiful here these uh these puffy cumuluses with flat bottoms and and, and bumpy the, tops and we've got a thunderbirds rehearsal uh coming up here not too long yeah. And in two performances, uh, Saturday and Sunday here. So, thank you, David. Uh, thank you, James. Uh, Jack, three eight zero Charlie, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Bye.